I want to read to you the words in Psalm chapter 84, verse 4 and 5. It says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on the pilgrimage. Notice he didn't say, blessed are those who have arrived at their destination. He said, blessed are those whose hearts are set on the pilgrimage. Blessed are those who are set on the journey, not the destination. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to to, uh, your neighbor on your right and say, I'm blessed. Now turn to your neighbor on your left and say, I'm focused on the journey. I'm blessed because I'm focusing on the journey, not the destination. And you are blessed because God is for you. You can have a seat. I want to thank the band again. Thank you guys. Well, today is going to be an awesome, awesome day. So for all of you that came, you're going to be blessed. For all those that didn't, you need to get a hold of them and tell them this was your Sunday and you missed it because they're going to miss it. Now, I need you to do something else. I need you to get your phones out. Go ahead and pull your phones out. And uh, get your phones out. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take a look and I want you to tell me. Just randomly, you can just yell. This, I'm giving you permission to yell at your pastor. You can just yell at me. What percentage is your battery? Mine's at 51 right now. 92. 100. All right, 56. My wife is with me. I'm at 51. All right, so now do me another favor. Why don't you yell at me? What's the last app you just had open, if it's appropriate to yell in church? Facebook, what else? Amazon, gallery, Pinterest, the river. Look at my wife buttering, buttering me up up here. That's great. Okay, the river app. Well, mine is Clash Royale. So there you go, which is a Clash of Clans app. Anyway, right, so that wasn't being overly, spiritually, overly spiritual this morning. But anyway, yeah, we use our phones for all sorts of stuff, right? Don't we? I mean, we, have, we have all sorts of things that we use our phones for that they serve us in numerous methods and numerous ways, don't they? And as long as that battery's got juice in it, you're like, yeah. But you know what's really bad is like when your battery's like around 10%, but you really got to check something. You're like, oh, please don't die on me, and I'm under 10%, but I've got to check this because I'm just... My brain has to have its fix, and so i got to check it. Am I the only one that's like that? or, or, Yeah, okay, see, good. You don't leave me alone this morning. It's the holidays. We all do this together, right? And so without the battery, this thing that's designed to serve you is useless. The battery has to have juice. In fact, they even have charging stations now, places like the airport, Right or other places that you go, they have charging stations so that the battery can remain full. Because without the battery, it's useless. Now, I'm going to give you permission this morning. At any point, you want to pull open the Bible app and begin to take notes, you can do that. Or if you want to get on your social media on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever and just put up the words hashtag for lapel, 
feel free to do that. Tag yourself here and put a hashtag for lapel. You can do that. But without the battery, this device, which is designed to serve you, is useless. The Bible tells us that the love of God is our battery. That without God's love flowing through us, we are for the most part useless. That we need the love of God to flow through us to serve others. Do we not? Because if I try to serve you with my own love and my own power, I'm going to last for a few days, maybe a few weeks, and then I'm done. Right, I'm over it. I'm moving on. I'm checking out. But with the love of God perpetually flowing through me, and I hit the charging station and refuel my battery in the love of God, I can keep going, I can keep moving, I can keep loving, I can keep serving. But without the battery being filled back up, what's the point of getting up and going to church? What's the point of opening my Bible and reading it? Without, without the battery being full, I'm not going to serve. I'm just not going to. I'm going to serve out of duty. I'm going to serve out of obligation. But without love, I'm not going to serve at all. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. Let's look at verses 2, 3, and 13. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 2, 3, and then verse 13. If I have the gift of prophecy, it can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Paul writes to the church at Corinth, he goes, listen, if, if I speak in tongues, if I can fathom mysteries, if I can work miracles, if I can do all of this stuff, but I don't have love, I'm wasting my time. He goes, it does no good if I'm the most intelligent person on the planet, but I don't have love motivating and flowing through me. It's pointless. It's worthless. Now, I guess if we're going to talk about love, we have to define it, don't we? Well, if you look up the word love in the English, because I'm not going to break love down in the Greek, because all you would do is say, Pastor, that's Greek to me. Right? But if I go to the English definition of love, it's this. Strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. Strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. Now, all around us are people that are not here this morning. That don't have a relationship with Jesus. That aren't in church as the Bible commands us to be, that aren't walking with God. All around us are people at work, at Dollar General, at Pizza King, at ball games, at parent-teacher groups. All around us are people that do not have a relationship with Jesus. So we have a kinship or personal ties with people all around us in lapel, that we are to be loving, that we should be showing God's love to, that we should be sharing the gospel with. 
It's one thing when you invite somebody to church who's already familiar with church and they come to the river from their church. That's one thing, right? I mean, that's like asking a basketball player or asking a basketball fan. Like, I'm a big IU fan, right? But when one of my friends who has Purdue tickets says, hey, do you want to come to Purdue to Mackey Arena? I got free tickets. Okay, because I'm a basketball fan. So instead of going to IU because they're not playing that night, I drive up to West Lafayette and go see Purdue play. I'm going from one gym to another gym. I get the gist of it. But when I ask my friend, who doesn't really like basketball, which is hard to find in the state of Indiana, but when I ask my friend, and I say, hey, I've got an extra ticket, you want to go with me? He's like, you know, I don't really like basketball, but I'll just go with you anyway, because it's just to hang out. Now I've made progress, right? And so when we ask our friends who don't really go to church to, hey, come to church, and they say, yeah, I'll come, I'll hang out. You know, you invite them to come sit with me or whatever, and, and now you're making progress. You get it? And so we're to love on others, and we're to love on those who, who don't know Jesus. 1 John four nineteen says, we love because he first loved us. And I don't know if anybody's told you this lately, but God loves you. God loves you. God loves your neighborhood. God loves your coworkers. God loves lapel. We love, why, why do we love? Because God is love. And out of his essence of love, he loved us first, even when we were unlovable. You know, when we were in junior high doing all those junior high squirrely things, and it was us versus the world, and, and we didn't want anything to do with our parents, and we wanted nothing to do with the structure that God had set up around us, God still loved us. When we were out and not going to church and telling God we'll do our own thing and we don't care about God and we don't want anything to do with him, and God says, I still love you. He continues to perpetually love us, never giving up on us. In fact, 1 John 2.2 tells us that God loves the whole world and he's so compelled by his love that he is for us. That God is for. Have you ever noticed love causes you to be for somebody even when they hate themselves? Do you ever have a loved one that gets down on themselves? You have a, let me see if you have a loved one that has extremely low self-esteem. Now, I'm not talking about you. I mean, you've got a loved one, they, just, they, they hate themselves, they don't like themselves, whatever. And, honey, put your hand down. And, um, right? and, and so they don't like themselves. And when they start talking bad about themselves, what do you do? You're like, no, that's not true. Stop it. Right? I don't want to hear that. Why? Because your love for them compels you to be for them. We often quote John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What's in the world? You, your coworkers, your personal ties, your personal friends. What if we changed John 3.16. Now, I know the theologians and the professors are going to yell at me for this, but I'm going to change that verse just for a minute. For God so loved Lapel that he gave his only son. For God so loved Lapel that he gave his only son. Let's say Lapel was the only city, the only town on the planet. Jesus still would have shown up, lived his life, and died. If you 
were the only person on the planet, he would have still showed up and died for you. Because his love compels him to love all 2,100 people in lapel if they were the only people on the planet. Let that sink in for a minute. For God so loved lapel that he gave his only son. What is our response as a body of believers? What is our response as a community of believers, as a spiritual family? Well, 1 John 4, 7 through 12, tells us what our response is. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. For God loved us, and his love is made complete when we love each other. Do you realize that when you love people that are unlovable, and you love people that aren't in church, and you love people around you, that you actually make God's love complete? You take the two ends of the love of God that's in you, and the ability to love that they have in them, and you bring it together, you make it complete. You complete the circuit of love. God intends to use you to complete the circuit of love so that we are unified, that we're complete, that we're whole. God sent Jesus into the world because he is for us. And now he says, I want you to be for your neighbor. I want you to be for lapel. I want you to be for your coworker. I want you to be for your classmate. I want you to be for them. Let me give you an example. What is what does it mean to be for somebody? What does it mean to be for your coworker? What does it mean to be for something or someone? It looks like this, and I'm going to share this story, and some people know this, and some people don't know this, and so if you already know this, may it refresh your memory and hopefully recharge your battery to go before somebody, and if you don't know this story, well, I guess just listen. When we first moved to LaPel, I was like, okay, I got to get to know people in LaPel because I know nobody in LaPel. In fact, one of the, kind of one of the confirmations, if you will, is that I said, God, I'm going to go to a lapel varsity basketball game, and if I don't know anybody in that gym, which I know is impossible, we'll move to lapel and start a church. And I figured it was impossible because I've played basketball around Madison County my entire life. Pickup games, parks, sports teams, whatever. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to walk into that game and not know anybody in that gym. Well, God did what only God could do. Right, So I knew nobody in the gym, and so we moved to Lapel to start this church. And I said, well, where am I going to get to know people in Lapel? How am I going to get to know people? And if you'd known me before, you'd know, one, that's not me. 
I just kind of keep to myself, and I've got my friends, and I'm good. I don't need to get to know anybody. And God starts working my heart over. And so I go to this place called the Bulldog Corner, and there's this person that's running it named Shelly, right? And it was about the third time in there. And if you know Shelly, right, like if you give her grief, she's going to give it back double. And if you smart off to her, she's going to smart back double. And if you're sarcastic, she's going to be sarcastic back double. And um, so I was in there about two or three times. And I remember the first time I said, I want water. I said, I would like, I just want some water and to drink with my meal. And she's like, are you going to drink all of it? Because it cost me to wash that cup. <laughs> and I'm like, fair enough. Yes, I'll drink all the water, right? And so it was like the third time in there. And I had finished my meal, and I said, you know what? I am, um, we hadn't even started the church yet. We were just had moved, and we were meeting in our living room. It was about 10 people in our living room. And I just sensed the Holy Spirit telling me she needs to know that I'm for her. She needs to know that I am for the Bulldog Corner. She needs to know that I am for her and that I love her. And so I just sensed the Holy Spirit telling me, clean off your table, take all your dishes back there, back into the kitchen, and wash all of her dishes in the back of the restaurant. This is only the third time I've been in there. And I'm sitting by myself, and if, you know, if you're not from a small town and you walk in the door to a place where everybody sits and meets and talks and solves world hunger in that place, and you walk in and nobody knows you, it's like instantly like, and everybody looks at you like, what are you doing here? And they're super friendly, just we don't know who you are. And so I sit down, and I'm like eating, and I'm, I'm intentionally listening to conversations to figure out what's going on in this town and how people think in this town. And I'm just listening on purpose. But I pick, up my, I pick up my dishes and I go to the back and I start washing all of her dishes, all the dishes back there. And she walks back and she's like, Shelly says, what are you doing? Now, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly, but it's something along the lines of what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm washing your dishes. I had already figured out the culture of this restaurant. And I said, what do you, what's it look like I'm doing? I'm washing your dishes, Right? And she goes, well, you don't have to do that. And I said, yeah, I know. And she goes, well, then why are you doing it? (laughs) And I said, you need to know that God loves you and that God cares about every detail of your life, even your business. And she goes, okay. And just kind of walks off and lets me wash the rest of her dishes. And um, I go back in the second time. And God's like, do it again. I'm like, oh, come on, God, for real? So I take, I go back, I start washing all the dishes again. And she goes, you know, you don't have to do that. I said, I'm going to do this. And I have no idea why I'm washing her dishes. This is now like the fourth or fifth time I've been in there. And she goes, well, she goes, I've started following you on social media, on Facebook. I'm like, okay. Now she's stalking me. God, this is really awkward. And she goes, she goes, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm starting a church. Now, time had progressed, and I said, I'm st- we're starting a church. And she asked what only Shelly could ask. She says, are you a cult? <laughs> and I said, well, two things, Shelly. First off, no, I'm not a cult. Secondly, if I was a cult, 
I would never tell you anyway because they operate secretly. So, no. But, no, not. And she goes, okay. So the first Sunday we open our doors, there's Shelly. The second Sunday, there's Jesse. And now their family is integrated. They're attending church. And Shelly is married to Jeremy Newman now. And, you know, their kids have grown up in church. And, you know, Cody, I'm going to rat Cody out because Cody's like, I'm not going to church. And told Jesse, I'm not going to church. And now Cody's like actively involved in church. And it all started from saying, you know what, God is for you. And God is for your business. And God is for your family. You see, too long what has happened and what we as the church at large have allowed to happen, we have allowed society, and some of it is our fault as a church, not as the river, but as the church at large, to define us by what we're against. We're against this, and we're against that, and we're against, and we're against. But the last time I checked, love is for, not against. And I think it's time that we as a church change the tide to say, no, 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 no. Yes, we're against human trafficking. Yes, we're against some things. But here's what I found, that if we start operating in the things that we are for, the world will sit up and take notice and say, whoa, 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 time out. You're not the church that's against everything. You're not the church that's anti-everything. No, we are the church that's for things. We are for your family and for your business and for your town and for your department. We are for you. Why? Because God is for us. And if we're going to be the love of God in our community, then guess what? We have to be for our community. Francis Chan in his book, Crazy Love, he says, God's definition of what matters is pretty straightforward. He measures our lives by how we love. So if we're a church that says God's love is in us, then the result should be that we are for others. You know, one of the things that I, that I do that it's inherently the way that I'm wired is that when I meet somebody for the first time, and this is just the way I'm wired, so if this isn't you, don't, but it's okay. But when I meet you for the first time, the very first thing I'm looking for is what, what do we have in common? I don't care about your political background. I don't care about your religious background. I don't care about whatever. I, I don't care. My first thing is what do we have in common? Because here's what I found. If you start with what you have in common and work together in that, it's much easier than, as time progresses, it's much easier than to work on the things that you disagree with. If you start on common ground versus getting together and saying, well, I disagree with that. Well, I disagree with them, so I'm not going to hang out with them because I disagree. If you start off with what you disagree with, you'll never get connected. But if you start off with what you have in common and that relationship builds, then it's much easier to come around on the backside and say, mm, I disagree with you. Because why? Because you've already developed a friendship, and the friendship is strong enough now to handle the disagreement. If we start with what we have in common, you would see a lot more progression in society. And I think our job as a church is to start with what we are for and what we have in common. And so here's what we're going to do as a church. So all of those that aren't here today are going to miss this. As a church, for the next two years, 
we are starting a movement called Hashtag for Lapel. Hashtag for Lapel. All right? That's what we're doing for two years. We are for Lapel just as much as Jesus is for Lapel. And we're going to love on this town in ways that will take the egg drop and make the egg drop look small. All right, now keep in mind, the egg drop, we got up to about 4,500 people. So we doubled the town in one afternoon. We're going to make the egg drop look small. But we're going to take it and we're going to stretch it over two years. And here's what we're going to do. There are about 60-some businesses in Lapel. Can you believe that? 60-some businesses in Lapel. For two weeks, every two weeks, we're going to pick a business And as a body of believers, we're going to give them our business for two weeks. And every two weeks, when you come to church and on our Facebook page and on the, if you, there's a new page, it's available now. If you go to the riverlapel.com forward slash for lapel, which is a new page on our website, you can go there and you can see for those two weeks which business we want you to give your business to. And we're going to go and we're going to love that business for two weeks. For two weeks, we're going to love that business. Now, you say, Tyson, how are we going to love a business for two weeks? Well, we can do multiple things. Uh, Bonnie, Jet, and Bobby have come up with some great ideas. And here's some of the things that they've come up with. Number one, we're going to give them, like I said, we're going to give them our business for for a two-week period. Number two, we're going to pay it forward. If you're waiting in line, if it's a business that you can go and wait in line or something, you're going to pay it forward for the person behind you. So I guess technically that'd be pay it backwards, wouldn't it? All right, pay it backwards, right? We're going to pay it backwards. We're going to show God's love. Send thank you cards. Just write a thank you card and send, mail it. If you're like, oh, I don't want to confront anybody, I don't want to hand somebody, then just mail it to them and say, thank you for being a part of our community. Your business matters. Make it that simple. Thank you for being a part of our, and just mail it to them, Right? Send them thank you cards. Take in gift cards to the employees and just say, hey, thank you for being a part of our community. And give them a gift. It doesn't have, it could be a $10 Starbucks card. Just take it in and love on them. Other options. Other options. Here's what we want you to do. And we're gonna, you're going to be reminded of this through emails and our social media and so on. Right? We're going to take, go in and take pics. Tag yourself at this place. This week, this week, I'm at the Bulldog Corner enjoying great breakfast, hashtag for lapel. You're just, we just want you to go and love on those people, right? Love on those people. Um, take pics or maybe just ask the person working, hey, what's your favorite movie? Did you guys know that the lady who works at Phillips 66 with the glasses and the salt and pepper long hair, she's a huge Star Wars fan? Huge Star Wars fan. So every time I go in, I ask her, so what do you think about the new Star Wars movie coming out? That's it. We just connect. Find something in common. You may not even like Star Wars. Doesn't matter. Your job is to connect. Hey, what do you think about the new Star Wars? I asked her about the new Solo movie when it was coming out. Well, what do you think about the new Han Solo movie coming out? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I hope they don't, you know, I hope they don't break. And she went into this long diatribe about Han Solo, and I'm like, oh. (laughs) Right? I opened Pandora's box on Han Solo. But that's okay. 
Because we're connecting, we're for them, and we're for their business. And so I want you to watch, uh, watch, this is the first business starting today, and for the next two weeks, we're going to give this company our business for two weeks. Go ahead and roll the video. We have started our hashtag for lapel movement, and I'm here at Phillips 66 in lapel. For the next two weeks, we are going to show Phillips 66 that we are for them. I want to encourage you to come in, uh, get your gas at Phillips, pay it forward for the person in line behind you, uh, write the owners, let them know that you're appreciative, that they are a part of our community, and do whatever you can to show the employees and the people that come to Phillips 66 to get their gas and so on, just show them how much we are for them and how much we love them. We're going to do that for the next two weeks just to show them that we are for them. Thank you. Okay, so Phillips 66, starting today until December 1st. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Now, some of you are going to have a really difficult time with this. I'm going to ask you to give up your Rickers pop for two weeks and go get Phillips pop for two weeks. Give them your money. Give them your time. Love on them. Thank them. You know, most of you, most of you don't know this, but they provide our donuts every Sunday for free. They give us our donuts for free every Sunday. In fact, the owner, you know, they, they don't serve donuts anymore. They stopped getting donuts. But the owner, I don't think he's the owner. Um, Romy, I, don't, I think that's how you say his name, Romy. Since they don't get donuts delivered, Romy goes out every Saturday night and buys our church donuts and has them waiting at the gas station for us to pick up. And then Larry and Annie... I'm, so, I'm so, not Larry and Annie. You guys only know Larry and Annie. They're friends that live in Anderson. Larry and Kelly go at, to the Phillips 66 and pick up the donuts that Romy bought, went out on his own time and buys us every Saturday night. Think about that. Romy takes his own money and his own time every Saturday night to make sure we have donuts for church doesn't even attend church, but loves what we do, right? So what better place to start to love on Phillips 66, right? And here's what's going to happen for the next two years. Every so often, we're going to provide you with updates. Here's how we bless them. Here's the feedback we're getting back. It might be in a video. I might, you know, if they send us cards, I might read cards. We're going to provide updates of how we're loving them and the impact that that's having on them. But every two weeks, we're doing a different entity. We've already got them laid out. But for the next two weeks, you go into Phillips 66 and you love on them. Tell Romy, if he's in there, you say, hey, Romy, thank you for the donuts. I go to the river and it means a lot to me. And it means a lot to my kids, right, to go be able to get a donut. Yeah, all the kids down here are like, donuts, right? Here's why. 1 Corinthians 13.3. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Now, I know we just read that, but think about that. If I give up my body for hardships for the cause of Christ, but I do not love, I have gained nothing. Nothing. We have to start loving. We have to love so much for God so loved lapel that he gave his only son. And if God is willing to do this for Lapel, then surely we can take two weeks without Ricker's pop and go to Phillips and get their pop. Don't worry, 
because then I'm going to give you permission for two weeks to go get as many Rickers Pops as you want. All right? Because Rickers is on the plan. But we're going to love this town. We're going to love the entities of this town. And here's what's going to happen. As you begin to interact, they're going to say, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Because we are for lapel. That's what you're going to tell them. So we're going to kind of work together. I'm going to need your participation. So I'm going to ask you, why are you doing this? And then you're going to tell me for lapel. Okay? You ready? Why are, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Now here's the next question they're going to ask. What does that mean? Right? You're doing it for lapel. What does that mean? We believe in unity and community. Have you ever noticed the word community has unity in it? And yet, if you get deep enough into the politics of the town, you'll find out there's some factions. And our job, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but our job as the church is to bring unity, not faction it and split it out. We believe in unity for the community. So what does that mean? What does for lapel mean? For unity in community. So now I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you this. What does that mean? And you're going to say, you, for unity in community. What does that mean? For unity in community. What does that mean? For now here's the third question they're going to ask. And there's only three, right? So then they're going to say, well, what about unity and community? They might ask that, they might not. They'll probably ask the second one, what does for lapel mean? You say for unity and community. They might ask a third question, which would be, what about unity and community? And this is where the rubber meets the road. We want you to know that God is for you and for lapel. God is for you. And God is for lapel. So I'm going to ask you the third question, and then you're going to repeat back to me. God is for you and for lapel. So you ready? What about unity and community? All right. Now I'm going to go through all three of them again, and let's see if you can get them right. Here's the first question. Why are you doing this? job. What does that mean? All right. And what about unity and community? You guys are trailing on me. You guys are like, bleh, 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 bleh. hoping that your neighbor will pick it up. Come on, I don't remember this. All right. So what about unity and community? That God is for you, right? God is for you, and God is for lapel. All right, Colossians 3, 13 through 4, or Colossians 3, 13 and 14. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. What does love do? It binds in unity. If we really love our neighbor and we love our community like we say we do, we will find ways to unite. Love binds together in unity. Right? Love binds in unity. 
So love calls us to be in unity, not conformity. We're not all to conform to the same and be the same, but we are to unite and be united. And so the church should be the standard for love and unity. We as a church, the town and the community and the surrounding area should be able to look at the church and go, there's a unified group of people. Oh, they all disagree on stuff, but they are still unified, still working together, still loving the town, still loving each other. That's unity. We should be the standard for love and unity. That's what God calls us to, right? And so love exists in our hearts, and our job is to express that love in unity. And so to that end, to show our unity in this, as you leave today, there's a couple of things that's going to happen. You're going to get some cards on them, small business cards that look like this on one side. They say for lapel. And on the back side, they say hashtag for lapel. And under that is our website, theriverlapel.com forward slash for lapel. And here's what we're going to ask you to do. We're going to ask you wherever you work at in town or, or wherever, whatever you're involved in in town, get them to go with us on this. Say, hey, for the next two weeks, we're loving on Phillips. Will you help us love? And we're just going to love on Phillips, right? And then we're going to love on Rickers, or we're going to love on the Bulldog Corner, or we're going to love on a business in town, right? And if it's a business that, say, we don't necessarily, maybe you can't, like, go in and actually use their services, like, let's say it's Absolute Comfort, maybe you could use their services, or it's Safety Tech. Guess what? You may not be able to go into safety tech and say, hey, could you put a fire suppression system in my house? But we're going to buy their employees lunch. We're going to give them gift cards. We're going to find ways to love on businesses that you may not be able to necessarily interact with all the time. We're going to find ways to love on these entities, the high school, the junior high, the teachers. We're going to love on them. And so out there as you walk out, you're going to get these cards that have that information on. When you go and love on somebody, just leave that card there. Just leave, leave the card and say, listen, we are for lapel. We are for you. We love you, etc." And then as you make your way a little further out in the commons area, there's going to be a table. It says hashtag for lapel on the table cover. And there are these shirts. There are shirts. And I don't know why. I think there's uh, regular short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts. I'm not sure what all else is going to be out there. But... They've provided some winter clothing that's, that have this on them. And when you purchase that clothing, uh, your money's going to two areas. One, it's going to a lapel business, Living Word Designs, which is owned by Steve and Stephanie Tips. And they've designed these shirts, and they attend our church. And <clears throat> so a portion of the proceeds will go to their lapel business. The other half of the proceeds are going to go to the lapel food pantry. And so 50% of everything that you purchase from that table in the way of clothing or other accessories as they release them, whether it be a tumbler or a keychain or whatever to say for lapel, 50% of that is going to the lapel food pantry. And the other 50% is going to their business. And so I would encourage you to, to get behind the food pantry, get behind their business, to love on them, to wear these shirts so that when people say, well, what's hashtag for lapel? Right? For unity and there you go for unity and community, good job, Joey. Right? Well, why why unity and community? Because God is for lapel and God's for you, and we want you to know that God's for you. 
God's not against you. God's not up there telling you what you can and can't do. He wants to be for you, right? And so I'm excited that Steve and Stephanie would say, you know what, we're not taking all the profit. Half of the profit is going to the food pantry to feed the hungry. That's awesome. You guys should be giving them a round of applause right now for saying, you know what, we're not taking the full. We are taking half of this, and it's going to the food pantry, right? And so they've got some of these out there today. As you go by, you can get those. We'll have other things at the table. If you run out of cards to hand out, you can go get, we've ordered like, I think a thousand cards or something crazy like that. So just go give out as many cards as you want. Um, and I'm in closing, I want to share one more story with you. Um, one more story. This hashtag for lapel, it didn't hit home with me until uh, if a few Sundays ago. I said, hey, let's just all go to Pizza Hut, right? And I invited the entire church out to Pizza Hut in Anderson, which soon we're going to get our own Pizza Hut. Right? Yeah. You guys should, like, you guys should have been like partying down on that. Um, but we all went to Pizza Hut in Anderson. And, you know, we sent Pizza Hut and Anderson our business. Now, this is crazy. I didn't even know. This is exactly what I'm talking about with hashtag for, for lapel. And the manager says, looks right at me. And some of you were standing there with me. She goes, you guys have given us so much business. That was just one day. She goes, I may actually think about coming to your church. I may actually, like, think about start coming to church because you have blessed my business. Now, this isn't a marketing ploy. This is an advertising ploy for the church. Nothing like that. It's about letting people know that God's for them and for their business. But when you start touching somebody's heart where they live, they will start discovering the love of God. And at the end of the day, that's what this is about. Helping people discover the love of God. That God is for them. That God is for you. That we have more in common than we have in disagreement. And it's time the church stands up and starts saying, no, 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 no. We have this in common. We are for you. We are for your business. And we want to see you succeed in what you do. And so for the next two weeks today, you know what? Some of you don't even know what you're going to have for lunch. Go to Phillips 66, get the broaster chicken, because it's the bomb, right? Get the broaster chicken and say, man, I'm for your business. This chicken is awesome. You guys have a great day. And leave them a card. Some of you were just like, man, I had stuff in the crock pot, but now that sounds really good, Right? For God so loved lapel. How many people have heard that? Nobody. It's time they know. Let's stand up. It's time they know that God is for them. And we're going to let them know. Are you guys with me on this? You guys, it's time that lapel knows that God is for them. It's time for the drug addict to know that God is for them. It's time for the person who's addicted to money. Yes, I said addicted to money. It's time the person that's addicted to money knows that God is for them. It's time for the person that feels hopeless to know that God is for them. And whose job is it to bring that circle of love home and make it complete? 
The Bible says it's us. It's our job. So we're just going to love on them. And so if you can just put down your Rickers Pop for two weeks and go to Phillips. They have crunchy ice too. It's okay. You can get the crunchy ice at Phillips. All right? And just love on them. And tell Romy, thank you for the donuts. Just let him know that you appreciate him on his own time and on his own dime going out and getting those donuts. If you're here this morning and you need prayer for anything, I want to encourage you to come forward. If I can get Aaron and Lori to come down on this side and Richard and Lynn, if you'd come down here, we're just going to pray for you. If you have a prayer need for anything, as we close out in song, I want you to come forward and come forward for prayer. Your name is a light that the shadows can't deny. Your name cannot be overcome. Your name is a light forever lifted high. Your name cannot be overcome. Sing that out again. Your name, your name is a light that the shadows can't deny. Your name cannot be You guys ready to have an amazing week? Listen, go tell Phillips you love them. Tell somebody else you love them. Bring somebody back with you next week. We'll see you next week.